Astroholics, welcome to another episode of Ad Aster. Today we'll be discussing toxic competition in the teen writing community, around writing contests, summer programs, college admissions, and more. And we'll also be sharing our personal stories and cultural perspectives on competition, as well as tips for combating competition-related stress. So we're going to start by introducing your four hosts today. Um, my name is Caroline. I'm a sophomore from Oregon, and I go to a very non-competitive public high school in a relatively small place. So that's where I'm coming from. Hi, guys. I'm Maddie, and I'm 17, and I live in Florida, and I go to a pretty competitive private high school in Orlando that's also very small, so like small in terms of compared to a public high school. So a lot of people know about each other, where they're applying, what contests they're applying to. So I definitely face a lot of competition on the regular and I have learned many different ways to deal with it, which I will hopefully be sharing with you guys in this episode. Hey everyone, my name is Liz, I'm 16 and I go to a competitive public high school in Staten Island, New York. And it's funny because even though it's like really small, it's like so competitive, especially within the STEM kids, because I go to a STEM school. So there's an emphasis on technology and science, and there's not as much emphasis on the arts, which is like a double-edged sword because there's not as much competition for the arts, but also I feel lonely. <laughs> there's not a lot of people who are into creative writing. So it's been really interesting navigating that. Hey everyone, my name is Hester Lee and I'm the only non-US person here. Um, I'm 17 and actually I'm a university student, but I went to um, high school in Sri Lanka. And although it wasn't really competitive in the creative sec sector, it was actually pretty competitive in studies and stuff like that. Uh, so the first topic that we're kind of talking about is writing competitions. So like kind of my perspective at my school, not a lot of people tend to be interested in creative writing. And when they are, they tend to be pretty smart about it and apply to like a ton of local contests. So there's not as many people applying to national contests like Scholastic. And when they do, it's a lot of art kids. For some reason, there's a lot of art kids at my school that apply to Scholastic. And they all also have the same art teacher. So that is definitely competitive. Um, but I think one of the craziest parts about it is that I actually was like talking to one of my friends and she was telling me like basically how stressed she was because she was kind of making these art pieces for competition instead of actually finding something genuine that she liked and what she wanted to do. She was kind of just really focused on trying to get an award and like Obviously, that can be a really great motivator sometimes, especially like if you're kind of feeling not having any motivation to write. But if you're always writing with a competition in mind, you know, like you're ultimately going to get let down, like <laughs> because winning a competition isn't certain. And if you're going to place all your validation and all your kind of eggs in that one basket, as they say, um, you're just setting yourself up for a disappointment. And constant disappointment is something that you could face in a competitive environment. I know I've faced it before because if you put your validation in things that are so unpredictable or like trying to compare yourself to other people constantly, even though everyone has like their own gifts and stuff, 
you're just going to be disappointed and you're going to feel like you have really low self-esteem all the time. And some people at my school do feel that way, to be honest. And I felt that way like freshman year, maybe even sophomore year a little, but I think I've kind of figured it out now, but it really takes a while. Yeah, and I think Maddie gives a really valuable perspective on how in really concentrated environments of people who are competing oftentimes for the same awards and for the same prestigious titles, it can be a really toxic culture that you might be immersed in every single day. And we're definitely going to talk about ways to cope with that. And I think I actually wanted to zoom out a little bit and talk about kind of the teen writing scene as a whole, just in case anyone is unfamiliar with it, because um, in the teen writing community, there are lots of contests you can apply to, some of the big ones being, you know, Scholastic Art Writing Awards, um, Young Arts, and other nationwide level contests, and there's also those local contests that you can apply to, and oftentimes you will have a better chance of winning because there are far fewer submissions, but really as a whole, the teen the quote-unquote teen writing community is about who gets what award because that's how you get known in the teen writing community is how people learn your name and learn your writing and um and that can be like uh that can be like Maddie was saying a good motivator to push out content regularly and to push out really strong content but it can also be um a really false motivator because if you're writing for the sake of competition instead of writing for the sake of yourself and your own fulfillment you're kind of taking yourself away from the purpose of writing in the first place which is to tell a story that deserves to be told um, regardless of how other people might perceive it it's something that you feel needs to exist in the world and that you feel someone else hasn't said in the way you want to say it before and if you're constantly thinking about competition and writing for competition then you kind of lose that essence of writing is how i think of it and even me i don't come from an area where lots of people are competing for um any like academic kind of things but i think that has actually been kind of liberating for me because I don't have to constantly worry about people at school knowing what this competition is or applying to the same thing as me because I've kind of just been always looking for the opportunities by myself and like kind of applying to them by myself so I think that's also a positive thing for me is just keeping things more private so I know any progress I make in terms of awards I win is really just about myself and always just comparing myself to myself from the past instead of to other people and I wanted to draw one last parallel because I'm taking AP Euro at the moment and I need to draw all those historical analogies that I can't as I review um, but I kind of thought of writing and the teen writing competition scene in context of the Protestant Reformation and Luther, Martin Luther, and how he talked about um, how his belief was that salvation, or in our case, fulfillment and like self-realization um, can be achieved through God and worship alone. And, and for us, that means through writing alone, through writing for yourself, rather than needing an external third party to validate your salvation. So for us, that means not needing a competition to validate that your belief in your writing and your fulfillment through your writing is just as valid as anything that another person like in the Reformation that was a priest could say. So just remember that prestige can 
be a good motivator, but it can also stifle your creativity. And you want to make sure that you're always writing for the right reasons and that you're always holding on to your true love and passion for writing. I don't take AP Euro, I'm taking AP US history, but I just have to like commend you on that like wonderful historical analogy. And I also want to talk about like the flip side of the writing community, um, which is once you've entered all these competitions and even as you're applying, the community you meet is so much better than any prize. Like this sounds like so cliche, but like even with Young Arts, like I remember my favorite part was meeting everyone and like finding that like people who liked writing and didn't think it was like quirky or weird or like it was quirky and weird, but like we were quirky and weird together and Astor Lit. Yeah, yeah, I'm shouting all of you out. Um, and then I think like, I think like there is a quote, I forgot who said it, but writing at its core is about joy. And if it's not bringing you joy, then why are you doing it? I also think that it's important to remember, especially like if you're just starting to enter the teen writing community or if you're like in the thick of it and you're applying for like all these competitions and you're worrying if this is good enough for this magazine or if you should um, make it edgier, like add certain language to make it fit the theme. The teen writing community is over like, it's only your teen years technically. And then you have the rest of your, the rest of your life to write. So I think that's important to remember, like to have that perspective that writing is sort of like a lifelong endeavor. Like it's not just like, um, it's a long, very, very committed relationship. Like you can't just blow off writing. It's going to come back. You're going to want to write. And I think actually like it's become a rite of passage um, to kind of like stay up till two and then like not write anything, like just like start jotting a bunch of stuff down at at 2 a.m. and getting the most inspiration because that's when you're not judging yourself and you don't have to write for anyone but yourself. So again, I'm not advocating to like lose sleep for writing, but I think also just like try to keep it as like unrestrained as possible and focus more on like the fun of creating something as opposed to like having it judged by people who like don't even know you. Yeah, definitely. Like, what I've found out about writing is that it's just really fun. And, and I never actually, when I, when I write, I never actually think about writing competitions as such. Like, I literally just write something. And if it's good, I just think, wait, are there any writing competitions open now? Because I can, maybe I can edit this and apply, and apply for this writing competition. I never actually, like, actively look for writing competitions before I write anything so yeah and I think um like a lot of the things that we're discussing you know also can be applied to just general competition in general like I have met some of my best friends at my school and a lot of them aren't actually competitive because it's kind of ironic when you're placed in the competitive environment, there's like, it kind of separates out. I don't know if any of you have seen it, but there's this hyper concentrated group of really competitive people. And then they'll just be like everyone else. And at my school, that's really evident. There's like this group of people that are really competitive and they really want to get into a good school, which I'm not 
saying is a bad thing, but sometimes people take it to a little bit of too far of an extent. Um, like sometimes people will only apply to things because they think of how it would look on a resume or like a CV instead of actually having, you know, like the desire to do it because they're interested in it. And that's where a lot of times people can falter because the truth is other people can see like if you're not being genuine, like you may think that they don't, but genuine passion sometimes is really hard to come by in a competitive environment. But at the same time, I've found that it's so great for my growth to be surrounded by other people because they really push you to be better because you can see like what people can achieve through their hard work and you can be like oh I can do something like that like I can have their work ethic too but at the same time if you see everyone around you as a threat to your common goal then of course it's not going to work out you know, your other people are people you can learn from. And though you can get jealous of their achievements, like I've definitely done that. Like there are some people that I've met at my school that I wish I was like them. But if you're constantly jealous of other people and you view everyone else as your competitor, you're just not, it's going to hurt you more than like everything is a learning experience. And I feel like a competitive environment is something everyone should experience at least once because it really teaches you that you just only have yourself and you can't look at everybody else as like an island that you need to like collect into one like huge continent. Like you've got your own stuff that you can use to your advantage. You don't have to copy everybody else. Yeah, straight facts. But I also think, I think just this concept of internal motivation and this concept of doing things because you want to do them and not for any, I mean, I think it's kind of an extra, I think college admissions and, you know, prestige and how things will look on a resume is kind of inextricable from your motivations as a high school student, from the programs you apply to and the competitions you apply to. But I think it's always important to check in with yourself and make sure that your prime motivation, your main motivation is always just because you want to do XYZ program. You want to join XYZ community and really gain some kind of value out of it. And that can come in the form of awards where even if it's not really giving you more than, you know, a little shiny metal it's still that validation that you know maybe more people will get to read your story that way and that people are receptive to your story and i think it's just really important too to remember that everyone comes from different backgrounds has different resources has different family environments so comparison to other people just doesn't make sense because those people will never have the same basically entire life story as you and that's not the way humanity works and also comparing yourself to others takes up that really valuable time that you could be using to pursue things that you actually are passionate about so you know instead of stalking that one girl on linkedin maybe spend that time writing your own piece or doing your own research for competitions you want to do or just doing something that really furthers your own development and that genuinely brings you joy instead of obsessing over what someone who is not you who has not had your life story who has not had the same resources as you has gone through yeah, I think it's really important what Caroline said, because like to remember that everyone's coming from a different background. And a lot of the times, like even though like even when you may have like an organic passion to write or an organic passion to like do science or art or anything that like you're passionate about, 
a lot of times, like, especially as a child of, um, as a first generation American, I find that it kind of is inextricably linked with college and like being good at writing and like being good at like a niche thing is like almost like essential to like my well-being in the world and like not my well-being but like success and there's like a lot of pressure from there too because it's like no one really knows what you're doing but you're doing it kind of well and then you kind of feel like you have to keep going and it's it's really hard sometimes and I think like that's another thing about like having community um is so important like whether that's through competitions or like externally or just like even through like writing discords um and different like forums like I think National Novel Writing Month has like a discord that you can join like a forum and anyway just like be surrounded by people so you're not like going on a LinkedIn rabbit hole and (laughs) trying to find fellow writers who have graduated but yeah I think perspective is everything and it just I wish it didn't have to be this way that we kind of like yes, writing is scary and you're not a true writer unless you're like afraid of your writing or if it brings you joy, like it evokes like some really extreme emotion. Um, But I think it's also like not our fault. It's more of like these teen writing programs, like some uber competitive ones. Um, I won't name any names, but also colleges, um, colleges themselves too, telling you like you have to solve like you have to win like a Nobel Peace Prize. You have to solve like half the world's problems by the time you're 17. That's a lot. That's a lot of pressure to put on an individual. And just honestly, like once you're, it's hard when you're applying to college, but like once you're done or if you're not there yet, then serious, like don't kill yourself because X, Y, and Z college decided that Um, They couldn't take you because they're too stupid to realize your talent and your capability. But I guess like my main point I'm trying to say is writing is forever. College is not forever. School, high school is not forever. Um, Writing and yourself is kind of like the only things you have in life. And um, that sounds like a little bit daunting, but it's also like a really freeing thing that you can, no one can take that, that drive away from you. Uh, I think one thing, though, like one positive thing, I think from a competitive high school is you learn how to find things. And like maybe you're like, what what does she mean? But you have a lot of resources at a competitive school and the resources are other people like you can see what other people are doing, which, of course, you know, can be really bad. But a few programs that I've applied to, I've heard from I've heard about them from other people and like. I have a counselor at school and he has like a list of programs on his like page that he updates all the time because other students will come back and say like, I love this one. And they'll have their own little testimonials at the bottom. And really the resources at competitive high schools can be like unparalleled because you see other people succeeding. You see what they're doing. They'll, a lot of them, a lot of them really nice. They will always tell you like what they're doing sometimes that has ulterior motives, but most of the time I'd say it's pretty good. Um, And really, if you can learn to deal with it, because a lot of people here, I assume, like want to go to like a pretty good college. And most of these really good colleges are competitive. So you will encounter an environment that is competitive at some point in your life. And 
if you have a positive outlook while you're dealing with it and look, I get it. It can be so difficult to keep a positive attitude in these environments, but if you can try to be optimistic, like really, you will see there's a lot you can learn from these places. Speaking of someone that really thought that their life was going to be horrible in high school, it's not that bad. You will meet great people and not everyone is competitive in a competitive environment. And when they do, they often don't make it their whole personality. I think one of the things about living in Asia is that I never get these kind of opportunities. Like, um, because everything is so based on like STEM subjects or like if you if you don't want to be a doctor or something, yeah, I guess you're screwed. <laughs> so so you don't really hear much about writing competitions and stuff, and you don't really know how to look for them either, which is which I guess is part of the problem. Because if you because you can have a passion for something, but sometimes you do need the external validation, like. Like I'm lucky, I'm lucky to find a BTL because my school, of the school I went to was kind of um, encouraging, but also not because Asian schools, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's basically, basically living in Asia is like a double-edged sword because you don't really get comp- competitive about stuff like creative writing and stuff like that but you do get competitive about your studies a lot. Yeah, and I think that's also a really valuable perspective is that internationally, there are just so many different approaches to competition, so many different ways it manifests. And it's all, I think all of it too, you just have to remember that your end goal is to be a good human being who contributes to society and high school in, you know, getting into college is just a small step on that journey where you build the foundation. And I think that's actually something we've mentioned a couple times is college admissions and this concept of prestigious colleges and competitive colleges and all the pressure that it can sometimes cause for us, especially from a lot of different home environments and school environments and you know cultural perspectives that we've grown up with. So we're going to talk a little bit about college admissions now and how those have kind of influenced our journey up to this point. Uh, so I have a little anecdote. Um, I, it is related to this, I promise. So, um, and I think it was fifth grade. That's a long time ago. Um, I remember we were like kind of, our teachers were kind of talking to us about like, what are things that you like to do? And you need to pick like one thing that you like to do and just focus on that one thing because if you do like you'll have a perspective that other people don't have and with all the time you know anyone like this thing that they emphasize is that with enough time anyone can be good at anything you just have to pick something that you can improve at and something that you like so I don't know if you guys have ever heard of FPS it's future problem solving program they have a bunch of affiliates basically the way affiliates work is there's an affiliate per state in the United States and then affiliates per country. And I started doing this silly program I th- in fifth grade and it's been seven years now. And really that one thing that I was taught in fifth grade really held true. If you have enough time and you actually care about something, you can literally be good at anything. And like, I think we've won states like four times and that's 
and it really just holds true if you try to pursue something that you really like like i love fps and if you pursue at it eventually you will get rewarded i know that that may sound counterintuitive but if you you kind of have to put it out in the universe you know like i really like this thing and i'm going to work really hard and i'm going to learn from other people that are better than me and if you just keep pushing forward if you have that one thing you're really good at then all of a sudden when you are applying to colleges you have something to talk about in your essays in your interview you can say i can bring this thing to your college whatever i learned from this activity or even if like for example if your thing is choir they definitely have a lot of choirs at many colleges like you can say i can see myself at this college i can see myself in this choir or contributing to you in this way like college admissions is not about rejecting specific people. It's like, I can bring this to you. Please let me in. <laughs> yeah, and what Maddie said too touches on a really important, I think, thing that people sometimes forget about college admissions is that colleges are looking for nice human beings who are going to create positive change in the world and who probably because of their passion for whatever it is they do will make a name for themselves and make a name for that college that they went to so when you do things in high school that you genuinely care about that you just enjoy and that you want to get better at because you find that activity to be enjoyable that'll help you be a better applicant for college as well and that'll help you be more importantly a better human and you know being a better human is what every human should aspire for and what every college is looking for and i also wanted to touch a little bit on my perspective on college admissions as someone who lives in a very not competitive environment where the majority of people um you know go in state or to community college and I think those are also it's also important to remember that those are also good options and that everyone is also coming from different environments has different backgrounds so i think comparing yourself also goes both ways so it's important to not compare yourself and feel inferior when you're looking at people who've done things that you haven't done yet and it's also important to not feel you know superior when you're looking at someone who might not just want to go to the same college as you who just has different goals in life than you because as we've mentioned every single person has a different background and a different family story and it's really every person is on their own journey and the only person you can really care about is yourself so remember that but I guess going back to my perspective so um, my parents are both immigrants a first generation immigrants from China and I was the first generation of my family born in the U.S. and my parents are really amazing people who basically just studied their way to the U.S. who really worked really hard to build themselves up from the ground and to create a really strong foundation and um, a strong future for their kids. And so education has always been something that we've really emphasized, especially as, you know, an Asian family and how a lot of Asian cultures just really put strong emphasis on education because education and the concept that education is foundation of meritocracy and the idea that meritocracy is what grants you you know success in society so it's always been something i've cared about and going to a college is always something i've been caring about i remember in like second grade my dad told me like you know obama went to harvard and i was like oh dang i should go to there i should go there too and i would put on like my like second grade like where do you see yourself in like 20 years and i was like i see myself as a graduate of an ivy league university and and it's it's definitely cute and i think it's also 
it can be a good motivation when you, especially since in my environment, we very rarely send people to colleges like that and really to colleges, you know, like outside of Oregon, really. Um, and it's valuable to have that perspective so you're able to, you know, sometimes you do have to go on LinkedIn and just see what other people have done if you don't have, you know, those resources directly around you to get an idea for what people who might have had similar goals as you in high school, what kinds of activities they did and um, basically just get ideas for what problems you want to solve and what ways you can solve them. in. So I think in that way, um, competition can be good and just motivating you to basically create a positive change in your community because that's something you'll notice I think among people who go to colleges that are really competitive a lot of them have made some kind of positive impact in their community that'll probably last after they graduate and in that way obviously forming a positive impact in any way is a good thing and if a little bit of that motivation maybe is college admissions I think it's okay as long as your main motivation is to just positively impact the people around you and more importantly that the people around you are benefiting from whatever it is you're doing so i guess it's just important to remember that college admissions really are not everything i've had a period where i must have watched every college admissions reaction video on youtube we've gotten over it we've gotten over the college youtuber phase it's important to remember too that like a lot of universities have information ses sessions and like information on their website that is directly from those people and we love college youtubers but also we don't because sometimes it can seem like they're kind of just profiting off of the stress that shaped their own high school career so just remember that you don't have to force yourself into any you know internet rabbit holes you can just focus on your own journey once you have the resources and you're able to reach out to people when you need to then and just remember that college is not the end goal, it's a checkpoint along the way. And as long as you're passionate about what you do in high school and you really care about it, you will end up where you need to. And really, if you're a good human being, you'll do really well regardless of what institution you attend. So just remember that college admissions don't define you. They can be stressful. They've been on your mind since like second grade, maybe. You've had that like Harvard bookmark on your bookmarks tab on your Chromebook from high school starting in freshman <laughs> year. But just remember that you are a human first and foremost, not a college applicant. And when, if, you're, if you're a good human, you will go to the institution that you need to go to. Yeah, I think it's really gratifying to remember that you have a lot of time and you get to choose how to spend that time. And then college is like one of the ways that you can spend your time and also unrelated, but related, because um, this isn't necessarily about writing, but the founder of Bumble, which is like Tinder, but way better and puts women at the forefront of the decision making, um, which just passed a $1 billion valuation. The founder... Um, I forgot her name, but she went to like Southern Methodist University, I believe, or like Southern Baptist, like not an Ivy League, not a top 20. And she still like managed to not only like get a job at Tinder, but then overcome like her struggles there and then go on to create like one of the largest, if not the largest dating apps for women and become like a billionaire. And I think she's like the first, like the first woman to become a billionaire um self-made or at least like one of the only ones and that just goes to show that you can do like extraordinary things and it literally does not matter where you go to college because you can also like if you do get into college and 
you've just been thinking about college the rest of your life, then you can kind of feel lost because then you've only been taught to do things for external validation as opposed to like doing them doing them because you're passionate and you want to make a difference in the world. But on a more positive note, I think a really helpful tip for like finding what you want to do or like even, I guess, like finding things to write about in your college application is to search outside of your school or search outside of yourself. Like if I, if I hadn't found BTL or if I hadn't like committed to British literacy and then quit every other school club, except for one, um, (laughs) I don't think I would be as fulfilled as I am right now or, I don't think I'd have like as clear of an idea as what to write about for college, but I genuinely think that if you can't find anything um, where you're at right now, or you feel like there's something lacking, then create that thing yourself, whether it's like writing a book or starting a nonprofit that empowers children through literacy. I think that you can create your own success and you can create your own happiness and you don't have to do school clubs if you feel um, that that won't bring you as much joy or fulfillment. So on the topic of tips, uh, we compiled a really short list of things that we do to cope with the competition and sometimes the pressure to compare yourself to others. So a few things that I wrote down, basically, when I'm feeling really down, I try to make a list of things I'm grateful for, like in a journal or sometimes any piece of paper I could find. And that really kind of helps keep me grounded and like, because, you know, things will pass, you know, like, and if we just remind ourselves, like, why we're here in the first place, I find that really helps. Um, I also like kinetic sand. <laughs> it's really relaxing, but I need to get some more because I kind of spilled a bunch on my desk yesterday, but it's really, really fun. And then also I like to smell lavender. I don't know if you guys have ever smelled it. It's really calming. But those are just a few things that I like to do when I'm feeling really down or like trying or like jealous of other people or like just comparing myself. And for me, I think there aren't really like specific activities I do to like calm myself. But I think in general, I kind of just had to have like a self journey of learning that competition is not something that is worth obsessing over and i did have a phase where i was watching all those videos and all those college youtubers and you know just spending too much time on linkedin when i first joined linkedin i was so scared because everyone was like i was like people at my school aren't like this i do not know high schoolers are doing this (laughs) but after a certain point you really just have to i think checking in with yourself is the most important thing so you know If you're starting to type like LinkedIn, if you're starting to type Coca-Cola Scholar Bios 2021, just check in with yourself and remember why are you doing this and what else could you be using this time to do? Like, why are you doing this specific activity of comparison and how could you possibly be spending your time better? And I think it is good, you know, sometimes to give yourself some time if you just need to, you know, take a little LinkedIn rabbit hole. Sometimes you got to do that. But I think setting limits for yourself too, especially since a lot of this is web-based, like there are lots of Chrome extensions. Like, let's see, my favorite is Waste No Time that you can use to set limits on specific sites and basically just remind yourself that you don't want to spend too much time doing things that aren't going to actively contribute to your personal development as a human being. And um, another thing I recommend is just like 
resources and kind of understanding the structures of like meritocracy that exist in the U.S. and the structures of what opportunity means and what basically what access people have and what disparities still exist because meritocracy is a very complex thing in the U.S. that oftentimes doesn't stand true when you look at opportunity gaps and there's um, Vox just released an episode on their YouTube series about meritocracy and lots of other really valuable subjects relating to equitability in the U.S. that I would really recommend and yeah I think just I guess my tips are a little more philosophical, but just starting to educate yourself on meritocracy, on competition, and the roots of that in you know a country based very heavily on capitalism like the U.S., as well as just having check-ins with yourself whenever you see yourself about to do, a, um, you know, a thing that you can identify as a regular trigger for your self comparisons. Just checking in with yourself while you're doing that and setting limits on those kinds of interactions, I think, is very valuable. So that concludes our discussion on competition in teen writing communities. We hope you gained some value from the tipsy game. And remember that writing is first and foremost about yourself, but that you're also not alone in feeling stressed from competition. Thank you for listening to today's episode and stay tuned for the next episode of the Ad Astra podcast where we interview the winners of the Starlet Award for our first issue of our literary magazine. See you next time.